This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 20th, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by John DeCani, the living legend, if you will. Good morning, John. How are you? Right. Good morning, Ryan. How are you today? Very good. Zabisco doesn't get enough credit for doing this when he was being introduced. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's a very uh, subtle throwback. I, I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's agenda, we have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. We have a ton of stuff to talk about in regards to Impact Wrestling. We've got news. We have trivia to close out the show. And John... Your teaser for today's trivia. Today happens to be the 19th, 19-year uh, anniversary of the 2002 Royal Rumble. So we're going to uh, dive back in and talk about that in trivia. So uh, study up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've got my notes here. Of course, none of that is in there. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, ready to roll. We'll get the show on the road. I'm going to ring the bell, sir. Your ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join the league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com. You can play against your friends or play against the universe. John, you and I are not in first and second place anymore. We are in second and third place as documented on last night's Central Wrestling Podcast, but... Uh, your question today, what is your favorite citrus item? Uh, I, I have to go with a lime. I, I don't uh, add a lot of citrus to everything necessarily, but there was a there was a good portion of time where I was never seen without a bottle of uh, this like soda, but not soda that I think uh, Walmart or someone carried, and it was always lime. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big lime person. I, I like um if I had to pick just one to always have on hand, it would be that because I could, you know, use it for salsa and guacamole and water, you know, or club soda, whatever. So, or gin and tonic or whatever I need to, you know, get through the day. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about impact wrestling from last night. Let's begin the discussion with what is clearly a lead story. Private party. They are the new number one contenders for the impact tag team champions championships. That is Private Party from AEW. Um, John, what do you think? Are we going to see the Good Brothers defend those titles on Impact, Dynamite, or Revolution? I don't think it'll last all the way to Revolution. Revolution's what, April 24th? Um, um, February 27th or something. Oh, okay. Um, oh, uh, yeah, never mind. I'm a little confused. Uh yeah. But, uh, yeah, even even at that, I don't know that it'll make it that long. Uh, I would imagine they'll do it on Impact. But, you know, just the fact of them showing up last night and continuing with this whole crossover, uh, yeah, I found that enter very entertaining and very encouraging because I was a little worried that other than the fact that uh, there was that Omega <clears throat> symbol on the uh, next pay-per-view uh, commercial, I was worried that, okay, we, you know, we got this out of the way and there wasn't going to be all that much in the future, but uh, it's nice to see that it's, it's rolling over, it's continuing and, you know, it opens up more and more possibilities. Yeah. I appreciated the fact that we had more now, right? Like we, 
we had gotten a lot of Omega crossover. We got some good brothers on Dynamite. And I was afraid that that's kind of where it was going to end. But yeah, Private Party, it's one of those things when we first started he hearing about Impacts and AEW and this crossover, you know, we, you know, we, I think we were saying that, you know, some of the younger talent could get more reps in going over and working with, you know, people uh, on Impact because Dynamite roster is loaded and the people don't get enough time. So um, I thought it was a good showcase for Private Party last night and they worked with two really experienced wrestlers. Yeah. It doesn't get much better in uh, tag team wrestling than uh, Saban and Storm. Right. Um, the other big thing I thought was Matt Hardy on the mic last night. He he cut a killer promo. Um, you know, he doesn't really get that much time on Dynamite to to talk, but he got a solid, what, five minutes of mic time last night, and he just was going on and on and on. It was good. Yeah, it seems like he's very much at home. It's almost as if you put him back in impact where he definitely was allowed to flourish in terms of character and mic skills. Obviously, he's a legend in the WWE, but you know the whole broken character and all the ridiculousness and wonderfulness that came with that all flourished there. So it's like you dropped him back in that world and he ran with it like he was home again. Right, right. It's funny that Tony Khan was like, uh, I'm not a carny, but I, I brought my best carny on staff with, with Matt Hardy. So um, big payday for Matt Hardy between yesterday and today with his uh, percentage off of the uh, private party. Uh, you know, also James Storm returning to Impact again. We, had, we saw like a one shot earlier this year when, in fact, Alex Shelley was out and Saban needed a partner. Um, so we got James Storm back, and uh, unfortunately, he didn't get a W, but um, it's good to see the Cowboy back. Yeah, yeah, he he, uh, he made that he made that surprise return, and Saban uh, kind of you know had a beer with him and got him into that one other match. And I wonder if he almost isn't like uh, almost uh, like a backstage aide. You know, you got to think a guy with his experience is probably great backstage. If he's been, you know, not being used this whole time, but he was around, I assume that's kind of the role he's into back there. But it's definitely great to get him back out in the ring in front of the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and Matt Cardona, he was also on the show. So, it, you know, we had him debut at uh, Hard to Kill and, you know, it wasn't a one stop. And he's at least there for this first set of tapings. And um, so, Cardona apparently is is part of the at least temporarily part of the roster. Yeah, yeah, it's, it seems like that was not so much a crossover as you know he did his couple of spots in AEW and maybe he's uh, found a home here in Impact where it would make sense. He comes in as a good guy. Uh, one of his best buddies is uh, playing a real you know d hole backstage. It'd be very interesting to see them uh, butt heads for a little while, have a nice long program. Yeah, and you know, the interesting thing I think we reported on this show just last week was um, that Brian Myers was officially signed to Impact. So it's not above Impact to bring in these guys like Storm or Cardona and, and have them on the show for long periods of time without actually signing them. Um, yeah. You know, Myers, it's hard to believe that he's been around, he was around for that long without actually getting a contract, but he is under contract now. Um, somebody whose contract it, it is up and is leaving and it certainly appears is Taya Valkyrie. Um, 
Valkyrie is, I think, 37 years old, and she is apparently finished up with Impact Wrestling as she was found guilty of, uh, I guess, conspiracy to murder. Uh, with uh, with La- she was the one who sprayed ring rust on Larry D, which caused him to shoot Bravo. <laughs> that 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 angle just it continues to give goodness. Yeah, there's been there's been no part of that that hasn't been ridiculous. But there's been no part of it that hasn't been entertaining. You know, I, it's funny. I, I at the end of the the segment where they found Taya guilty, Tommy Dreamer says, you know, she's off to at least you know maybe if she's lucky a two year stint in Jacksonville, probably a two year two year sentence in Stanford Maximum Security or whatever. <laughs> you know, those are funny, right? You know, Jackson, you know, playing off the AEW thing and then and they've been harassing WWE forever. Um, but then the AC Romero says at least it's not Baltimore. And I'm like, what did Ring of Honor ever do? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you that exact question. Like I I got the reference, but I, I'm wondering, like, you know, did something bad happen when he was there? I, you know, I I need you to fill me in. I am not aware of anything, anything <laughs> specific, but um, you know, EC3 is there. You know, that's where he ended up after the impact run. So, I guess whatever. Um, and you know, the hits just keep on coming. Uh, Jazz was on this on this show again, so she's not uh, finished up with Impact. She teamed with Jordan Grace in a losing effort. Um, they faced Kimberly and Susan. 10 minutes, 47 seconds. Um, Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn sat ringside for the main event. We already talked about that where Private Party got the win, but Tony Khan was in the impact zone. Tony Schiavone, he must still have scars. He was not there. <laughs> and um, Tony uh, Tony Khan was taking notes the whole time. So, uh, you know, who knows? You know, He might pluck somebody off the roster that he uh, you know noticed and liked. Right. And... Uh, and Jerry Lynn actually getting physically involved in the main event was interesting as well. Um, another, it, most of Impact last night was storyline. There wasn't a ton of in-ring stuff. I think in total it was about 35 minutes, including commercials of ring time in the two hours. And uh, another thing that we saw was TJP. He can now be, be TJP. He doesn't have to be manic anymore. Scott Demore explained it all to, to Rohit, but gave Rohit a, a, you know opportunity. In two weeks, Rohit is going to have a match with TJP. Uh, they neglected to tell him that it was going to be non-title, but uh, you know that kind of serves Rohit right after all that he's done. Oh yeah, it would be absolutely uh, fitting for him to get a very quick roll-up win and start to walk away with the belt, only to have it ripped out of his hands. Right, right. Um, and then Moose. What Moose did after Hard to Kill reminded me a lot of what Sheamus has been doing did to Keith Lee on Raw a couple weeks ago. You know, I kept my word. I was a team player. It's not my fault that you were standing there and I had to bro kick you as soon as the bell rang or or throw you into a door right after. Uh, I promise. I promise. Title would title match. Yeah. Rich Swan was ready to give him the title match last night, but Moose said it wasn't time. So on Moose's schedule. That's right. Um, and then, John, the other storyline that was weaving its way through the night was that Kiera and Tasha, that's Fire and Flava, 
they were sell selling packages to the Fire and Flava Fest that's going to be next week. Um, now, I didn't see the dollar figures, but I, I got to imagine this is a premium ticket. You could get silver, which would be in the in the regular fan section. You can get gold, which is ringside. Or if you really spring for it, you can get platinum, which is in the ring standing next to the new champs. Um, we didn't have a price, so I can't really ask you which package you're going to spring for. But I know the, if nothing else, you'll get the the Havoc and Nevaeh package of sitting at home watching. So. Yeah, exactly. The only one who was willing to uh, uh, cough up the dough, they were turned away. I, ju I just don't get it. Yeah. It's well, not how you turn a profit. So we have that next week. We also have uh, Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary. And Rosemary was a little distraught about Taya Valkyrie having to leave. She was also distraught about Taya Valkyrie trying to, to murder her uh, fiancé. And um, but that's why we don't make friends. So crazy Steve did did uh, did you know console her towards the end of that segment. Um, next week, cousin Jake versus Joe Doring. Also, Josh Alexander and Matt Cardona are going to face Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Um, so it's a pretty pretty loaded show for next week, I'd say. Um, especially with Fire and Flavor Fest, I think that's the main event segment in my heart. Yeah, there's some fun there, no doubt. Okay, so yesterday, um, any any other further notes on impact from last night, John? Um, well, I'm not sure. Is it is it not next? Maybe it's two weeks from now. Uh, that segment in the doctor's office that led to uh, Eddie and Myers looks like they're gonna fight. It's not sure if it's necessarily next week. It looks like it. They didn't, uh, as far as I could tell, they didn't announce when. But yeah, Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers appears to be the next thing. Brian Myers had an eye injury uh, that he would like the doc would have liked the doctor to look at, but he was busy looking at Eddie Edwards' scars from the barbed wire massacre match. So the doctor cleared Brian Myers right away without even looking. No, you're good, man. You're good. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. So last night, uh, or yesterday on this show, we talked extensively about the Dynamite lineup for this week. We do have uh, four matches scheduled for NXT tonight that we didn't talk about. Um, that is Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. This will be the first ever Dusty Cup women's match. Um, I talked about it last night. I thought this is an opportunity for Tony and Mercedes to kind of turn on each other because they both want the t uh, a shot at EO. Um, we don't. It's it's interesting. We don't know very many teams for this women's tag team classic, and we certainly don't have a bracket. Um, right, right. Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting tonight to see if <clears throat> if they've got it all filled out, if they've got it all figured out. Uh, but yeah, it, it's you know you brought up last night on the EWP that it'd be a perfect spot for Mercedes and Tony to turn on each other because you know on the surface it looks like two bulldozers about to run over poor Casey and Caden. So yeah. hopefully there's hopefully there's a little wrinkle there. Yeah, I have uh, I've gone on record picking Caden and Casey, so I could be wrong, but I just I just smell a victory here for them. Um, Gargano and Theory are going to face Ruff and Kushida, and again, I don't think either of these teams is long for this tournament. Um, one of them will sneak through tonight, but I think it's ultimately we're going to get Kushida Gargano in a singles match pretty soon. Absolutely, yeah. Kushida was looking very longingly at that North American title at the end of their uh, melee last week. So. Right, and then Imperium 
is facing Lucha House Party in the in the opening round of the Dusty Cup. I like uh, I I really want Lucha House Party to win this match, but Imperium is the kind of the NXT tag team, so I think most people's betting odds are on Imperium. I would have to agree. And then Thatcher and Champa in the fight pit. Um, this will probably be the main event. Um, it'll probably be you know a stretch contest. It'll probably be kind of brutal, but. Um, I like Thatcher in this match. I think it's his his version of the casket match. I think he'll come away with the win here. So, yeah, not knowing uh, if Champa has, <clears throat> pardon me, an extensive mission background, I pick Champa, and I think uh, luckily it's not for points. I think my best chance at uh, winning this is uh, a, a Willow's Bell off the top area straight to the canvas, which would be absolutely insane. But uh, I'm thinking knockout is the only way Champa gets out of this. Yeah. Good, good point. I, I mean, we've seen Champa do uh, what's his other air raid crash, I think is what it's called that he, he did that off the top of the cage at war games in 2019. So it's not unlike him to leap off a cage even with his, all his injuries that he's had. Now, Al Carl was not on the show last night for EWP. Did not get to weigh in on who he thought would win these matches, but he is telling me now that he thinks Kate, Casey and Caden are going to win the whole tournament for the women's side. Um, it's possible. We'll see. Sure. Hey, I, I wouldn't complain. Right. Okay, John, we have a little bit of news to get into. Um let me go ahead and play the news bumper. Last night on AEW Dark, it was a battle of dinosaurs and dragons. Luchasaurus turned back Brandon Cutler, and apparently Brandon Cutler's winning streak is over, and Luchasaurus has proven that dragons do not exist. <laughs> PW Insider has confirmed that Anthony Henry has signed with WWE. Henry is a former Evolve Tag Team Champion and FIP Champion, a staple of the North Carolina wrestling scene. I don't have any experience with uh, Mr. Henry, but uh, he is going to the uh, Performance Center. John Moxley is writing a book that was confirmed on uh, Renee Paquette's uh, uh, show. So that I guess both of them are busy writing books because Renee has a cookbook coming out soon too as well. Um, as mentioned, we saw James Storm, Matt Cardona, and a ton of AEW people on Impact this week, but also ODB says she's returning to Impact too. So uh, stay tuned for that. AEW has filed for the trademark Too Sweet. I, I don't understand how that happened, but there, there, you, there you have it. Um, it seems like if if WWE wasn't going to hold that trademark, you would have thought New Japan would pick it up. I'm not sure what happened, who dropped the ball in all those situations, but there you have it. If you're WWE uh, and you bothered to put uh, forward a cease and desist a couple of years ago against the Bucks for it, and yeah. then you let it lapse, like that's just a that's almost like a double slap in the face. Like we, we messed with you a couple of years ago and eh, now we don't care. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure why this is a, uh, why this happened, but there you go. Um, Layla Hirsch 
Of course, she has Penelope Ford on tonight's episode of Dynamite. On Twitter, Hirsch mentioned that she made her CZW debut against Ford in 2018. So things are coming full circle for her, um, and she's looking forward to the match. So it's nice to know that they work together because uh, both Layla Hirsch and Penelope Ford are looking very solid. They're improving every match. Um, so the fact that they have familiarity with each other, I think, is is you know good odds that we'll have a decent match tonight. Yeah, chemistry is very important, obviously, and uh, there's been a little lack of that sometimes in some of the women's matches, and it's shown. So that, that makes me feel a lot better about that match coming up tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated gave their 2020 year-end awards recently, and we haven't covered that on the show yet, so I thought we'd run through, um, talk about who, who got the wins and uh, what their winning percentage was and see if there's anything that we question a little bit. Um, Rookie of the Year was Dominic Mysterio with 54% of the vote. I think most of those came after he wore that shirt on uh, SmackDown that everybody liked, that turtleneck. Um, Very fast. Most Improved Wrestler of the Year is Drew McIntyre with 30%. It's really interesting when you see like a top guy like that get most improved, um, but I think it goes to show where Drew kind of elevated himself from you know, that main event level challenger to the main event guy. And uh, I think that's what we saw. And, and you and I talked about the broken skull sessions with him. I, you know, I think he's got main event for the rest of his life written all over him. I think yeah, he is, uh, he elevated himself, like you said, from just being tangential to the main title to, uh, as they used to say, I think in WCW, now the hood ornament of the, the company. <laughs> right. There you go. Um, inspirational wrestler of the year, Shad Gaspar with 44% of the vote. Um, makes sense. Yeah. Can't argue that. Comeback of the year with 19% of the vote is MVP. That's low, I think. I, I would have thought that he would have got a lot a higher percentage of the vote. Absolutely, yeah. Because who has had a, a bigger impact with, uh, you know, what very well could have been a one-off, you know? It, when you see these guys come back, you think uh, – this could be a one-night thing if they put on a good showing. Sometimes you'll get them for the next two weeks or stuff just so the fans can chant, you still got it. But he is now, you know, him and his group are now a cornerstone of the company. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that, that's huge. And, um, you know, second place in that conversation was actually Randy Orton, which is, which is interesting because he never really went anywhere. It's just that he had a bit of a career resurgence in the last, you know, six, eight months. Um, yeah, if, if he disappeared, it was great. Say that again, John. No, I was just saying, you know, when, when Randy, you know, the only thing Randy really comes back from are vacations. You know, he'll take a month off here or there, but, you know, he comes back and he's dropped right in, maybe not necessarily the main event, but certainly right around the top of the card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, independent Wrestler of the Year was Warhorse with 19%. Feud of the Year, Sasha versus Bailey with 37%. I can't argue that. I think that was that's right. Who was um, number two on that one? On Feud of the Year? Let's see. Feud of the Year. Number two was Edge versus Randy Orton with 16% of the vote. 10% of the vote got uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and MJF versus Cody Rhodes was 7%. Um, most popular wrestler, Orange Cassidy, 23% of the vote. 
most hated wrestler, Seth Rollins, with 21% of the vote. Can't argue that. I really hate that character. <laughs> um, you and I have mentioned in the past Bucks, you know, Bucks versus Omega and Hangman from Revolution. That was a winner for match of the year, 22%. I can't argue that at all. If there was a second place one, I'd say it's the Bucks versus FDR from Full Gear. So, Tag team of the year, though, was the Golden Role Models with 20% of the vote. They have okay. wrestler of the year, John Moxley with 29%. So some surprises in there, some you know, where you could see it going a little different way, but it, it, I guess all in all, that's what the fans decided for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Not a bad list at all. Right. Okay, John, it's, it's trivia time. <laughs> all right, today's trivia is brought to you by the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories. I put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by a company. There's nearly 4,000 people getting this free newsletter each week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter also keep you up to date on everything that we're doing. There's new books, podcasts, games, or anything else. It's really the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. The issue comes out every Friday at 11 a.m. And did I mention it's free? Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. Okay, John, we already talked about this. The 2002 Royal Rumble took place 19 years ago today. Spike Dudley and this ECW original defeated Bubba Ray and Devon to defend the WWF Tag Team Championships. Was it A, Tommy Dreamer? B, Taz, C, Stevie Richards, or D, Justin Credible? I believe it was Taz. And it was. It was. One for one. Trish Stratus successfully defended the WWF Women's Championship against this woman. Was it A, Gail Kim, B, Jazz, C, Jacqueline, or D, Ivory? I'm going to say that this is topical and it was jazz. It is jazz. It is jazz. Topical. You're right. <laughs> the ring announcer for Royal Rumble 2002 was A, Howard Finkel, B, Tony Chimmel, C, Lillian Garcia, or D, Justin Roberts. I'm going to say Lillian. It was Howard Finkel. Oh, Howard Finkel. I'm not sure when the Fink stopped, but uh, it was it was nice to hear his voice when I confirmed the answer to this question. Oh, it's it's always the minute you hear him, the minute I hear his voice, I'm you know I'm 11 years old again. I know. Yep. Same. Uh, Rick Flair. This would have been uh, 10 years, 10 years removed from his 92 victory. Um, but he won a street fight on this show. Who was his opponent? Was it A, Shane McMahon, B, Fit Finley, C, William Regal, or D, Mr. McMahon? I'm remembering correctly, it was Mr. McMahon. It was Mr. McMahon. Yep. And this man entered at number 22 to become the Royal Rumble winner in 2002. Was it A, Steve Austin, B, Kurt Angle, C, Mr. Perfect, or D, Triple H? Uh, it was Triple H eliminating Kurt Angle last, right? 
it was Triple H eliminating Kurt Angle for the win. Um, and Mr. Perfect was in that final four group. Those those final four were Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Mr. Perfect, and Triple H. Um, so fun show. And uh, yeah, Triple H is your win. You have four for five. You get the Goldberg Asuka Award today. Congratulations for that. I will play for you the Asuka Award, which she won the 2017 Rumble, if everybody remembers. Felt like I had to click that into submission there. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, um, John did well on trivia today. He went four for five. Let's do the update on his score. He is going to be now 14 for 15. What I didn't realize, John, is you broke your streak. Sorry about that. <laughs> and I did. I, to blow uh, you know, a question with, where the answer was the fink, I mean, that that's totally on me. <laughs> it's uncalled for sir study up <laughs> everybody go ahead and catch the replay of last night's essential wrestling podcast it was episode number 37 i hosted it along with the band of merry men um it was a fun time fun night we went through everything that happens from tuesday to tuesday um so go check that out it's available on youtube Minnesota Time Facebook page, Eastern Observer Facebook page, everywhere that you might want to find it, you probably can. So go seek that out and watch it. Um, jo join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday night, January 22nd, for episode number 48 of the Primetime Rundown. They're going to take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Our show... This one is going to return tomorrow with John Smith. We'll be talking about everything that happens tonight on Dynamite and, and um, NXT and maybe even MLW if there's anything of note. Um, and that is our show. John, any parting words as we get out the door? Uh, always a pleasure to be with you. And uh, wear your masks, people. There you go. There you go. Thanks, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.